This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of Bacon Sale. Today, we'll be discussing our neighbors to the north, Canada. Bonjour, des deux, et bienvenue dans un autre episode de Bacon Sale. Aujourd'hui, nous discuterons de nos voisins de nos Canada. Les poissons, ma chérie. S'il vous plaît. Allons-y. Coup de fafa. Coup de fafa. Wow, you really are good at French. Uh, tell that to the French speakers who just heard me speak. Uh, welcome to Bake It Sell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, the finals of our Disney Bracket Show, Ooh. where we declared what is the greatest Disney song of all time. I thought it was crazy. That rescue aid society came in at the very end, won the entire <laughs> Just thing. Come right back in. Why yeah. wasn't it there? Oh, I thought it was, it was funny to see people's. I don't know because it was like they 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 didn't like our decisions, but they agreed with our decisions. This was, I think, simultaneously both the easiest and hardest bracket because there are so many good choices that at the end of the day you're like, yeah. eh, know, fine. We cool were the that. heroes and the villains, Every as time. we said to most yes, people. Yes, we yeah. But we had a great time doing it. We enjoy doing these brackets, and you know, if you got an idea for another bracket, send it our way. We do enjoy hearing those as well. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Oh, boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, today is a, a bit of Canadian bacon sale. What? <laughs> that might be the title. It's adorable. Yeah. We're talking about Canada today. Canada. Yeah. What? Why are we talking oh, about we can't Canada? Do that. We got to stop that. I know. C-A-N-A-D-A. Um, no, we, we, it's one of those, uh, it's a category show where we decided to give a, a little love to our neighbors up north, or as Kent calls them, uh, America's hat. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. Lesser well. Americans uh, yes. is what I say. No, don't. <laughs> we, have, we probably have listener in Canada. We actually have, and I pulled up the stats just on Podbean alone. Remember, so this is just a fraction of the stats, but Canada is our second biggest international audience. Really? Wow. I looked through June. And we have 45 listens, 45 <laughs> monthly listens in Canada. So the listener drove to Canada? Well, apparently. So Alberta has 22 of those listens. Ontario, 15. Quebec, 3. Newfoundland, 1. Unknown, 4. <laughs> <laughs> so those unknown people in Canada. I don't know. I believe there are 13 territories in Canada. Yes, well, I was we're counting say, on you all 13. Yes, I actually, there are 13 provinces and territories, and I can now name them in alphabetical order. Are you ready, gentlemen? Are you from going memory. to do it this in song form? No, this is from memory. Oh, I've been trying so hard on this. Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba. Is someone checking me on this, by the way? Nope. Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right uh, so far, New though. New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, New uh, Nova Mexico, Scotia, New York. No, Ontario. Prince Edward Island, oh. Quebec, Saskatchewan, and then uh, the three territories are, oh no, uh, uh, Nunavut, Yukon, and Northwest Territories. Woo! Northwestern Territories? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Northwest Territories, yeah. I prepared we just for lost show. two Canadian listeners. Yeah, I probably butchered some of those names and From I apologize Nunavut. for that. But uh, so we decided since there are 13 provinces of territories in Canada, we are going to do 13 categories <laughs> for Canada. <laughs> This is an unusual show, one that we haven't really done a country-specific show before. I feel like this could pick up steam. But it's one we've talked about doing mm -hmm. uh, a couple times, and we, we might do with other countries down the road. So We'll see we'll if see. anyone likes this. But I, I think one of the most fascinating things is how interwoven the culture is without us realizing it. Yeah. Where I, m multiple times today, I surprised my kids and my wife, and then just Zach a little bit ago about, 
hey, do you know who's Canadian? Blank. And they're like, what? No way. Well, it's so interesting. I love British comedy. But then I think of like how many comedians I like from Canada. And it's, it is a surprising amount. Yes. Like I would say that so much of our stand-up comedy comes from Canada. And legends in the field a are Canadian. Too. Now, uh, just as a personal experience, uh, gentlemen, have you been to Canada? Yes. Unfortunately not. No. Can do uh, tell us about your experiences with the Canadian folk. So I drove up to Calgary, or I flew up to Calgary, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem much different to where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are more open spaces. The cities are more spread apart. Right. But from where I went, and I really missed out on going to British Columbia, for example. I've always wanted to go there. The sites are really? incredible. There's a place which I'll name later in the show, which I... You know Shakira doesn't live in British Columbia, right? Columbia, she lives in. <laughs> Wanted to make sure if that's the reason you're going up there, buddy. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I went for the uh, the coffee, obviously, oh. but it was British coffee, so it was no good. Ah. But yeah, so I just went to one portion, and honestly, it's right above the border, and I feel like I let myself down. I would love to explore more of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, my experience uh, going up to Canada was with my family. We went over to Niagara Falls and then crossed over the border into Ontario over on that side. From what I hear, it's better on the Canadian side. Well, it's very touristy. Oh, okay. I'm not kidding when I say... Wait, on both sides? Well, no. Uh, well, uh, yeah, kind of on the American side. But you go to the other side, mm-hmm. and this is, I don't know, probably February, March. Some, it was like it was cold, but we went there. And it's always cold like, in Canada, by well, the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, right there across the border. It's yeah. basically the same temperature. But nope, it's like 20 degrees colder. <laughs> as soon as you cross. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there were like haunted houses everywhere. Like What? Like, yeah, like multiple haunted houses. There was like a bunch of wax museums. Like it was very touristy on the other side, but a lot of fun. Like Spook Alley haunted houses. Yeah. Not yeah, like, like a ghost town. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Spook Alley, you paid money to go in and, and like get scared, which I thought was weird, weird to have that year round. But we went to a restaurant and I was like, these prices are insane. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Canadian dollars. Yes. A little different. So that's my limited experience with Canada. I do want to go there. My, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are actually moving up like five minutes from the border. And so we've talked about uh, going to visit them and then going to Canada, which could be a lot of fun because yeah. it's a whole new world up there. Yes, it is. Sorry, uh, Zach, I didn't mean to bring that, that term uh, up with you again. I'm a little bit scarred from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, I love Canada and I don't know why. Yeah, because you've never been there. I've never been there, but I don't know what it is for, for years. I am obsessed with Canada. So much so that oftentimes on Canada Day, my mom will text me and just say, Happy Canada Day, which Aww. is, uh, we have, my, none of my family is Canadian. We have no connection with it, but I don't know what it is. I've just felt. Is it hockey? Like what's going on? I here? don't know. Uh, Do you know Canadians who have made an impact in your life? No, I don't. I just, there's something about what I know or think of the cult. It's like a magical place in my main, mind. Does it feel so far removed from like maybe America and how split we are, right? It's like a nice and cold America. That, that's I think that's a tagline. <laughs> that's the slogan for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, and there, it is funny how certain stereotypes about Canadians uh, have made it here to the U.S. and people just kind of all agree. It's like, yeah, they're nice people. They're they're very easygoing, you know, easygoing, mm-hmm. and they love hockey. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, every stereotype about Americans is correct. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> would but be it, true it, otherwise. But what would it be like to have a stereotype of like, oh, those people, they're so nice. Like that'd be kind of cool. I know what it's I'd like. I'd actually be pretty upset about we it. We live in Utah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> people there are so nice, always smiling. Yeah, but yeah. So we have thirteen categories, like we said. So we're gonna go through them, and we're gonna give answers for each one. Hey. Play along, eh? You might enjoy it. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're fired. Ah, come on. Not only do we have 13 categories, but, gentlemen, Ooh. I have a quiz. Um, you have a quiz? I have a quiz for you. Were we supposed to study? Yes. What? Uh-oh. If you studied up on your Canadia, you will do well. Oh, no. 
Okay. At, one, at one point, one of the questions was, how many territories are there and can you name them? But Joel's already got that one. So. <laughs> did he? Ah! Did he? <laughs> Why did I pull that trigger so early? I could have won. <laughs> Wait, so there's got to be some stakes on the line then too, right, Kent? Yeah. What, what's a Canadian prize? You want a, you want a Canadian bacon pizza, Kent? No, nope. uh, no, I do not. What? Poutine. I'm trying to say poutine. poutine. I have no idea where mm. to get that. Uh, Other places around here you can get that? Yes. He's growling. Ooh. So that, mean, that means yes. We can go okay, there. Okay, we'll go there okay. together. It'll it's got to be something syrupy. Yes. Right. Ooh. Something a like big a bottle of Costco maple syrup. <laughs> We're going to do donuts are easy. Maple, maple bars. Maple, maple bars. Maple, maple bars. bars. Yep. A dozen maple bars. Mm-hmm. Shaking it. Shaking it. You will get so, so sick of those so fast. You just need like one or two. That's uh, like, that's that like will like feed like a couple half of my kids. Not even yeah. half. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maple so donuts. Winner the quiz. On the line. How many questions? 13. Can, can, ah. I, get, <laughs> can I get some eclairs like in there or do they have no. to be? Sure. Eh? Yeah. So it's clear. My questions, kind of general trivia about Canada. Oh, no. Yeah. So. Why? Why did I pull the ripcord on the yeah, you before? Have. Oh, I actually, at, seriously, at one point, one of the questions was, in fact, how many territories are there? Three. Okay. Dang it. How many? How Because you, you know the difference. You know the split. You would have probably gotten the question. Dang it. Oh, sorry, Joel. Try hard. So let's move into <laughs> let's move into our categories. This is Bacon Seal, so naturally we have to start with the greatest film set in Canada. I'll go first because I feel like mine is the obvious answer. Okay, let's hear it. It's got to be Strange, Strange Brew. Brew. 1983. Yeah. Take off, you hoser. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is one of those ridiculous comedies that I grew up on, and then I try and show it to people when you know I didn't grow up on it, and they think it's weird. Here's the synopsis. Canada's most famous hosers, Bob and Doug McKenzie, get jobs at Ellsnore Brewery only to learn that there's something rotten with the state of it. Because this is Canadian Hamlet. It's, it's based on Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> Just because it's based on something doesn't mean it has the same quality, though. No, um, and it it's is. fine. It's based on The Lion King. Well, the, the Lion okay. King is based on now this. Now I love it. The whole funny thing is, is that this is based on... So back... Backing up here, mm-hmm. there was a TV show called SCTV, Second, Second City Television, City. Yes. which was kind of Canada's answer to Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. A ton of comedians came out of that yep. that we know and love. Legends. At one point, one of the executives of the channel said, hey, we want some exclusively, uh, no, specifically identifiably Canadian content. Like, we want to make this Canadian. They're like, we're a bunch of Canadians making a Canadian, Canadian jokes on a Canadian show. Like, how much more do you want? So... Uh, Dave Thomas, not Wendy's, the other guy, mm-hmm. and Rick Moranis decided to come up with these characters, Bob and Doug McKenzie, who were like super uh, heightened Canadians where everything was like, take off, you hoser, and you know, yeah. things like that. Almost offensive, but they're from there. Yeah, and so they were making fun of themselves, and it became a huge hit. So much impact. Did it. Yeah, the, the, they loved it on the skit. They kept having it over there. They got a CD. They have a, a, yes. uh, a, a Christmas, Christmas song we Christmas talked song. about. <laughs> and then also this movie, Strange Brew, which is ridiculous. Like... It, it's it's kind of this goofy comedy that keeps pushing the limits. At one point, there's a dog that suddenly flies and gets a Superman cape on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just accept beer. it. <laughs> yeah. and Because there's so much alcohol involved in the making of this movie and filming. And just, uh, there's yeah. a lot of it. Well, at one point, he drinks an entire whole huge <laughs> thing of beer. and like <laughs> I, I got to pee so bad, I can taste <laughs> I it. Gotta love it's so that. funny. This is one of those movies that I think we all watched as kids nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Probably getting maybe like 20% of the jokes. I think, uh, I think I've used the line, if I didn't have pure breath i'd kiss you so many times <laughs> I, the first 10 minutes of this movie are classic to me it's act and then <laughs> and then it kind of dies it's the same jokes over and over again i don't and know. i'm looking at that through like jaded glasses yeah. not nostalgic yes, goggles glasses. so yeah strange brew is my choice because i do feel like when i think of movies set in canada that was the first one that came to mind and it's the oh, one yeah. closest to my heart 
I think I know what you're going to pick, though, Ken. What am I going to pick? Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the yeah, world. We're, we're so predictable, yeah, you and I. So this one came out in 2010. It's a romantic action comedy. This one was set and filmed in Canada. And the interesting thing about this is this is an Edgar Wright movie. Like, obviously, that's why yeah. I'm going to include it. Were the original comics set in Canada as well? Yes. Okay. So the author, Brian O'Malley of the comics, it was uh, very specifically like Toronto attractions, just regular streets. It's just daily life. Mm-hmm. And so Edgar Wright actually moved to Toronto for a year before filming this movie hmm. just to kind of soak it in. And it's weird because it's like very method for a director. But then they go they go through like all these locations. And it's really if you're not familiar with Toronto or don't care, you would notice because there's like a place called Pizza Pizza. And it's like a Little Caesars, it, right? But it's a well-known pizza place up there. The Baldwin Steps, Casa Loma, the Distillery Historic District, the CN Tower. These are all famous locations for Canadians. But the first time I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's in Toronto. OK, no big deal. But it's meant to represent Canadians. And, well, in a very heightened sense through Edgar Wright's eyes. Can I confess something, though? Yes. I didn't know it was a Canadian movie right, exactly. until I did the research for the show and went, Oh, that's set in Canada? Yeah. It's totally picking that. Oh, yeah, of course. And I, I love Strange Brew, but this one, if I were to like rank one above the other, it would be Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim had to Slightly grow on me. Slightly feels less Canadian. First time I saw it, I was kind of like, eh. yeah, it, it was fun. But Did it felt like a like, sh- uh, bag of sugar hit you in the face? It was a lot to take in. Yeah. Second viewing was much more, much more enjoyable. Yeah. I actually agree with that take. I didn't really care for it the first time, but now I love it. Both very good choices. I picked both of them. Good job. <laughs> All right, now we've done one category. I'm going to give you one quiz question. Okay. Between every category. Oh, okay. okay. Do, um, do you want buzzers? Yes. Yeah. I think mine's just going to be take off. Sorry. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Good one. Good. good one, eh? All right. <laughs> now, I know you guys are good at movies, but you're also very good at sports. Oh. The famous Canadian hockey player, Wayne Gretzky, played for which Canadian hockey team? Would you like to? We're so in trouble. Yes, yes please. Montreal Canadiens, Edmonton Oilers, or Toronto Maple Leafs? Take Sorry. off. I got to Israel. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Maple Leaves. Incorrect. Ah! And my other two choices were the Canadians, Canadians and, the and the Oilers. The Oilers. The Oilers. Correct. Dang it. All right. He played in Houston? <laughs> <laughs> we're so <laughs> in trouble. The That's the, my, They're oh the Texans, Joel. Uh. <laughs> we're in trouble. The fact that I knew there were Houston Oilers <laughs> at some point in time <laughs> <laughs> means you grew up in the 90s. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to the best band from Canada. Once again, I am like basically putting on my hipster glasses. Okay. Some suspenders right here. Sufjan Stevens. Eh? He's not from there. He's from Illinois, yeah. obviously. It's basically Canada. Arcade Fire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to the 2000s bracket at all, you know that I pushed Arcade Fire as far as they could go. Do they sing We Used to Wait? Yes. I love that one. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing band. There are like 11 members in this band. It's led by husband and wife, Wynn Butler and Regine Chassan. And they formed in 2000, but it really gained prominence in 2004 with the release of Funeral. That album is amazing. And it's very 2000s indie, right? Mm-hmm. But then they followed that up with Neon Bible and then The Suburbs. And so there were like six years there where their albums were, to me, all masterpieces. And I actually didn't want to like them. But I actually can't refuse to like them. And they still have albums coming out, I think, Diminishing Returns. But to me, they are... And they all look Canadian, too, whatever that means. What does that mean? I don't know. They look polite. <laughs> they look polite. They look like no one's going to mosh at this show. Okay. And uh, maybe their fashion's like 10 years behind. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, like they wear Levi jackets. No big deal. 
But anyways, this is my favorite Canadian band. Okay. Joel? I, 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 to be perfectly honest, Ken, I don't know enough about Arcade Fire to have a strong opinion on that. So I'm just going to say good pick, eh? Could I win you over if I said they play a xylophone, glockenspiel, French horn, mandolin, and a hurdy-gurdy? My father was killed by glockenspiel. <laughs> in, in Goldeneye? <laughs> uh, no, I think it's a good choice, Kent. You're not going to like my choice, but I don't care because I love the Bare Naked Ladies. Hey. I, well, I think BNL. I knew you'd pick BNL. Yes. Yeah, I knew, I knew you knew I would. I'm not going to say you love the other type. <laughs> so uh, the thing about Bare Naked Ladies is that, uh, first of all, when I first was introduced to him, my sister was the one who showed him to him. And she's like, I want to show you this song called If I Had a Million Dollars. And I said, who's it by? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. I said, what do you mean you're not going to tell me? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to know their name. And I'm like, why do I not really? want to know she's their name? She's protecting you? Because she knew I'd go to my mom and dad. I'd be like, yeah, my sister showed me this band of Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Which, man, the hardest band to Google. Don't do that. Uh, I just usually do BNL. <laughs> BNL Canada. You went to Blockbuster Music. You're like, do you have any Bare Naked Ladies? Uh, members include Ed Robertson, Stephen Page, Jim and Andy Cregan, Tyler Stewart, and Kevin Hearn at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ed Robertson and Stephen Page were like, they were the ones who kind of the heart of the band they actually met each other at a harvey's restaurant which we don't have here yeah after attending a peter gabriel con- concert they're from uh, scarborough ontario and they had a cult following in canada uh, with their first little self-titled 1901 cassette and it was the first independent release to be certified gold in canada then they started getting a little more popular with gordon with if i had a million dollars and the song brian wilson then it wasn't until their fourth studio album stunt when they got a huge hit here in the u.s of one week it's been one week since you looked at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kent hates it because it was overplayed. Yep. But there's a ton of great songs on that there album. Are. And I love that their their style is like they do they do pop and rock, hip hop and rap at some point. They but they also have comedic banter and witty lyrics. Uh, like I love when they do uh I'd, I'd buy you a fur dress but not a real fur fur dress that's cruel and then later on he says I'd buy you a green dress but not a real green dress that's cruel. He's yeah, kind of fur like, fur coat, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, yeah, fur dress. <laughs> fur That'd dress. be fun. Yeah, uh, they've won multiple Juno Awards, which is basically the Canadian Grammys, as well as uh, they've been on for two Grammys as well. They've sold over 15 million records and are in the Canadian Hall of Fame of Music. I own four of their albums. I own uh, Gordon, Born a Pirate Ship, Stunt and Maroon. Are they still going? Yes and no. OK, like so, they go out to Wendover sometimes. OK, well, kind of so what happened is the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory kind of tore this band apart. Why? They wrote the why? theme song. Well, why did you have to bring that up? Yeah, because they wrote the theme song and then uh, one of them got into drugs too. But they also argued over the proceeds over who got what for the theme song of Big Bang Theory. Mm, mostly Stephen Page's drugs problem. There was so. a lot of drugs problem, but mm. we're mostly talking about Big Bang Theory and that's why it's tearing families apart. I, I missed that verse in if, if I Had a Million Dollars. Which one? <laughs> the drug, buying, the drug drugs? Issues. Yeah. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. But uh, fun fact, you guys know uh, Paul McCartney from The Beatles. <laughs> Uh, he was asked by a session musician which band he enjoys on the current music scene. This is back in th- December 2008. And he said, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies. He said, quote, the harmonies are right on. The harmonies are right on. <laughs> they could, <laughs> they could outsing us any day of the week. He said that. They could outsing us any day of the week. I don't think John and myself what? ever had the sort of range they do. He loved, <laughs> what? He loved the harmonies of Bare Naked Ladies. He also added he would not mind recording with a band in the future. So there you go, Ken. Even Paul McCartney. So and, he was on drugs in 2008. That makes sense. Stop it. Uh, they actually do have a 13th studio album, Detour de Force, which is set to be released this year. Unfortunately, the band, for all intents and purposes, did die when they kicked Stephen Page out of the band. Because, like I said, he has the more he has the more noticeable bare naked ladies voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Ed's great. Uh, actually, we're big fans of of BNL growing up. My mom is a huge fan. She's been to like 
a dozen concerts. Really? There's, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, grew, I, grew up, I grew up with all this music. I wanted Joel, to go to concert. Him? No, I never. never. Uh, kind of. I saw them. Uh, they came. I think they came to the, the Olympics. Okay. And I saw them like, like a half hour the or last, whatever. Yeah, the last little bit. I was walking by and I saw kind of the concert, oh, the outdoor concert. So that one of their concerts, they and I actually have a recorded version of this. Um, uh, they generally will do like Ed will would do a freestyle rap song. Uh, they'd kind of just make up a song, and so he did one about getting his finger fixed at a place called Passion Nails in the Valley Fair Mall. Wow. Uh, in West Valley City, Utah, which is right by where they performed in the, uh, good the time of the right center. There. So he just sang a song about getting his broken finger fixed at a, at a nail salon <laughs> in Utah. There so you go. Silly stuff like that. It's a very, very, very fun band. Big fan of these guys. And of course, uh, if, if you, you know, I have to give a shout out to Rush. I actually honorable mention. Yeah, we I, know. I, I thought for sure you would pick them if you were going to be choosing yes, one. Today, I, so yeah. there you go. But yeah. surprising how many musicians and bands are Canadian. If you don't know, just look up Google, uh, just Google Canadian bands. You'll be surprised about how many bands you know that are actually Canadian. All right, let's move on to another quiz question. Buzzers up. Buzzers ready. What is the total number of time zones in Canada? Sorry. Kent? Four. Joel, do you have a counter guess? <laughs> Five. Incorrect. It's six. Ah, ah. It's the same as the U.S. <laughs> That would make sense. That makes sense. <laughs> North America. It's shorter. <laughs> it's not as girthy as the U.S. Yeah. Wait. There's six time zones in the U.S.? I'm pretty sure there are. I don't think we, so. I'm pretty sure because we went as time zones once in college There's for Halloween. Uh, you went as time zones for Halloween? We all had clocks around our neck with the right time, and on the back it said what time zone we Does were. Arizona count as its own time zone? No. They're the anarchists. Know. Then it's just four. No. You, hold on. Are you counting Hawaii? Say it. Say it. If yeah, of course I am. If you're the central time zone, what do you dress like? Hawaii time, Alaska time, Pacific Alaska. time, Mountain time, Central time, Eastern time. That's a cheat. Mm. That, those are all states. That's a cheat. Welcome to barely. <laughs> welcome to time zone sale. <laughs> <laughs> no points on that one. Oh, all right. Now we move on to your favorite Canadian TV show. Now, this isn't shows filmed in Canada which Joel, is no all of them because yeah, everything's filmed in Canada, Canada is very cheap to film it. specifically like in the CW is going to film almost yeah. everything in Canada Vancouver Psych was filmed in, yeah. in there X-Files was filmed there but it's like the forests there. are beautiful it's inexpensive yeah so yeah and it makes it's sense. also you're in Canada yeah and so Joel, uh, my favorite yeah. TV show and keep in mind I'm not saying best TV show I'm saying my favorite TV show, mm-hmm. my favorite Canadian TV show is you can't do that on television do you guys even remember this show? Vaguely. Vaguely. Uh, honorable mention, by the way, to SCTV, because I did watch a lot of SCTV mm-hmm. as well. I love that. I thought it was a great thing. But You Can't Do That on Television is a show that was uh, aired from 1979 to 1990, primarily on Nickelodeon. So this is a Nickelodeon show. But it was a sketch comedy show similar to like Saturday Night Live, but it's like it was kids and teens that mm-hmm. were doing it. And it originally, it was like this low-budget, locally aired, one-hour variety program in Ottawa but then it got national attention. They started expanding out, and then Nickelodeon got a hold of it. And the whole point of the show was that it made no attempt to be an educational program. <laughs> I mean, it's called You Can't Do That on Television, so they were always trying to push the boundaries, kid boundaries, mind you. This is this a prank show then? No. So they uh, would usually have a theme of some sort on the show, and they'd run through it. This one was the one where when you said uh, water at any given time, if any character said water, they'd get water poured on their head like from a uh, offstage, stage bucket. And then it's also the one that started when you said the words, I don't know, you got slimed. 
This is the show. Oh, I get it. That started the Nickelodeon slime. We love slime in the 90s. Yes. But this is the show. Like, this is the one that started the iconic gleam slime of Nickelodeon. People would come in, like, they were doing contests to come on the show and get slime. So it didn't start with Double Dare? No. Uh, and then this also launched the careers of uh, some people, including Alanis Morissette. She was on for like five episodes, but she was on this show, which is weird to see her. Mm-hmm. But it, there, were, there were just running gags in the show. Like I said, it was sketch comedy. So they do like a thing called Opposites, where the sc- screen would like flip around and then it was like, oh, Opposites. And I remember one specifically, I'm sorry, uh, but this is the show I was watching back in the day. Yeah. But this uh, dad character was leaving the bathroom after being in there. He had a newspaper and he's folding it up and leaving the bathroom. And the kids go running in there like... Ah, Dad, love the way it smells in here. This is fantastic. How long have you been in here? I love it. And that was the opposite humor in that. Of course, then it flipped around and they started dying again because it went back to normal. They had a firing squad where every time someone was about to get shot and they would trick the, the El Capitano to get to the guy to say fire and then he would get shot, although the kids sometimes did too. <laughs> Uh, they had this Barth's Burgery where it was like this disgusting restaurant where you'd find out horrible things were in the burgers and they'd always end up throwing up on the floor or over the I stage. I guarantee you there's a listener out there that are like, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. They do these locker and they do these locker jokes too where they'd all they'd be inside lockers and they pop out and do like little hey Alistair, blah blah blah. And they get a little like set up punchline. That's thing. interesting, yeah. So th- and I watched the show so much, had no idea it was Canadian as a kid, because it didn't make a difference because it was just funny and awesome. I never had cable. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This was a great one, though. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, go look for clips. It's corny and cheesy, but it's Like, have your watch. kids watch clips? Uh, yeah. I would have them watch clips. Yeah, it's, but not never as got, adults. We it, wouldn't really care. Probably not. You probably think it was corny and cheesy, because it is. Because, like I said, they're pushing boundaries, but very kid-friendly mm-hmm. pushing boundaries. There's obviously some boundaries they would not push, because it was yeah. a bunch of kids on the show. All right, Kent, uh, what's your favorite, and why is it Degrassi? <laughs> it's actually Degrassi the Next Generation. <laughs> Stop. I had no idea what that was, and I just barely learned. I actually really like Degrassi, the original one. You've watched it? Yeah. What the heck is it? I don't, I don't know how. It's just a high school drama. It's like a CW show? It's like a CW show with like, re- well, I'm trying to think of, yeah, yeah, just really poor production quality. Okay. Which, it's a CW show. No, but it's, I, I don't know. I don't know how I saw it, because... I didn't have access to Canadian TV. I didn't have Wait, cable. Is this your, really your pick? No, it's not. Oh. But I want to talk about Degrassi. Also, Drake is from next gen or new generation. Yeah. My uh, favorite Canadian TV show is Orphan Black. Oh, Good yeah. choice. Yeah. So this stars. About that. Oh, you haven't seen it at all? No. Oh, I'm wondering how much I want to say about it now. It's uh, don't. Yeah, no, keep I, it very. I know vague. the I know the basics of it, but it stars Tatiana Maslany, who is an amazing actress and plays many characters. Yes, can we say that? Yes. Okay. Well, the, yeah. It's it's a, it's a story about clones. Yes. In That's fact, the very the fan base is hashtag Clone Club. Yeah. Oh. I know. Isn't that so cute? There's like 400 people in it. It's fine. I'm one of them. Uh, So this went 50 episodes, five seasons from 2013 to 2017. Just added to my watch list on VidAngel. Okay. And I'm sure the synopsis ruins everything there. By the way, I'm not going to read the synopsis. I'll just watch it. It's it's got some stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a TV heavy 14. There's there's some there's some MA in there. There's There's some 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 sensitivity. And like the first episode, you know, I, I don't notice that. Kids desensitized. I've wanted to see this though. You should. It's it's really good though. It's really good for two and a half seasons. Yeah. So it went How five seasons. Is it five oh, like seasons? Five seasons. Yeah. Yes. By the end, they're like, wait, wait, we didn't think we'd be renewed this much. No, it, it definitely is surprisingly long. But the concepts in the first two seasons are so cool. The characters she plays are so diverse too. She has won an Emmy and a Golden Globe for this role. And it is shot in Toronto. 
And even though like the showrunner, when it started out, they're like, we don't know where the show takes place, guys. It could take place in any suburb or city. It's fine because they didn't want to say it's a Canadian show because they didn't want the U.S. audience to be like, oh, it's a Canadian show with you a low budget. The well, it popped up at BBC America. Yes. When I saw it. Yeah, but eventually by season five, they admitted, oh, it's Canada, guys. It's fine. <laughs> and then it ended. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, canceled. Oh, yeah, let's not renew that. I'm going to stop yeah. watching it. But I recommend anyone that really just likes, because there's some sci-fi in there. There's a little bit of intrigue and espionage as well. The but con- just for the performance of uh, Tatiana Maslany. The concept great. reminded me of that X-Files episode, Eve. Yes. With the little clone girls. Yep. It's, it's similar. Probably to taken from that. Okay. E6 but yeah, was taken from that. Uh, worth watching for a couple seasons. And if you're still liking it, great. Did you know that uh, most locals call it Toronto? Toronto? Instead of Toronto? It's not Toronto. It's Toronto. Toronto? Oh, it's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Shout out because somebody's yelling it at the at the podcast right now. Schmidt's Creek. Schmidt's Creek. Love is. that show. Does yeah. it take place that's in that, Canada? The bacon. Uh, it's, I know it's made in Canada. Vague country that's yeah. okay. somewhere in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Like vague country, small town, which. Because. And also. The cast is from Canada as well. It's, it's a yeah, Canadian produced show. Captain and it was on Pop TV, which is a Canadian. A pop original. Call yeah. All Canadian actors. Also, shout out to Trailer Park Boys, which is Canadian. And no. In Canada. Good for like a season and a half. Yeah, just shout. And I have then no they're idea like. That is. Oh, you don't? No. It's pretty crass. It's kind of funny, but Very it's like. It's kind of like stoner comedy but it's more like we've been smoking maple leaves sort of comedy <laughs> yeah uh, it's in there are like 37 seasons but, but my pick would be schmidt's creek but i'm basic yeah. so yeah take it for what it was worth all right let's move into another quiz question buzzers ready in canada what is the loony take sorry. off uh, take off the bathroom uh, incorrect sorry yes a train Incorrect. I apologize. It is the one dollar Canadian coin. I knew that. It's I knew it because there's a toonie. There's, there's a toonie as well. Oh. well. It's been it's been decommissioned. I believe. Wait, there's loonies. They're toonies. Loonies. <laughs> They're all, all little, little loonies. <laughs> yeah, the loonie is the one dollar coin, and then there was a two dollar coin that was the toonie. I called it a train. Did you know they've also are they tiny the toonies? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Did you know they've also gotten rid of the penny in Canada? Yes. There's no such thing as a penny there. Mm. We should too. We should definitely. Inflation. Welcome to finance sale. <laughs> All right. Now we move over to your funniest Canadian comedian. Holy cow. I'm going to go first and I'm going to give the wrong answer. I chose five different people. No, you can't this. do that. Can't choose Joel, five people. There's like a top 40 list of favorite comedians. I just give them honorable mentions and pick one. No, I'm not going to give honorable mentions because I don't want to take yours. In fact, maybe after we're done, we can just do a highlight reel or something. Right. There's one comedian that I think would be funny all of the time. And it's Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I think he's the funniest comedian from Canada. And there are legends. Hey, hey he's a funny guy. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. You like my hat? Is that funny? Yeah. But I feel like he's always, he's always going to do that. Like there yeah. are famous comedians that I think were actually more serious people, had way more depth, but they were just known for their comedy. Right. So Norm MacDonald, he was a writer for Roseanne back in the heyday. He was a cast member of SNL, as we yes. talked about in a previous show, for five years. Did a Weekend Update for three. And as we talked about, uh, his stint on Weekend Update shouldn't have been good because his delivery is so deadpan. Well, it's weird kind of like, hey, I'm being weird right now. And he's so unctuous. He knows he's funny. Yeah. And he'll say things that shock you. And back then you could get away with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he, he still does it. He yeah. still says things where you're like, and I can't even repeat some of the jokes he said back <laughs> in the 90s. Like, they were so funny, so horrible. Yeah, I mean, so he got his first performance at clubs in Ottawa, 
And then he was in the Just for Last Comedy Festival in Montreal in 1986. And the Montreal Gazette called him one of the country's hottest comics. And hottest? It, hottest. Like hottest like... <laughs> no, uh, rising stars. Okay, thank you. Because you've seen him. I've seen him. He's Norm McDonald. I wouldn't put him on the hottest comics. And it hurt me. But he was like... I went through the list and I was like, no. Who would actually be the funniest person to be around? And he was it. I could have picked Mike Myers. Yep. Canadian. Hilarious. I could have picked Martin Short. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I could have picked John Candy, one uh, of my all-time John favorites. John Candy was my first pick. Dan Aykroyd, Phil Hartman. We already mentioned Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Andrea Martin. I thought she was amazing. On, Leslie on, Nielsen. Even Ryan George. Yes. On, uh, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. But of course, I had to go with Jim Carrey. Uh, Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. when I went through these and tried to think of who <laughs> made me laugh the most. Kent, what was that sound you just made? He's making noises over there. <laughs> He's from, I, he's it from, was a vocal shrug. He's okay. from a place to land and a place to grow. They call this land Ontario. He started his stand-up comedy experience at the age of 15 in 1977 with his dad, helping driving him to downtown Toronto to debut at the recently opened Yuck Yucks Comedy Club, where he did one night a week. He did not do too well for a little bit, but eventually he got his footing and landed a role in 1990 on In Living Color, which is where his career launched. And he's very funny on that show. He was. I don't and think his stand-up comedy is good, though. Mm. It's loud impressions. It, a lot of it is. And it's like very kind of uh, gymnastic. And he's, he's great at it. Yeah. Uh, and it actually was his uh, oh, Sammy Davis Jr. impersonation that really mm-hmm. got him noticed. But then in the 90s, you get Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, you also get uh, Liar Liar, Batman Forever, these kind of iconic roles. And then he also did some drama in uh, Truman Show. And then even Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. I did notice, though, Kent, that he actually received U.S. citizenship in October 2004. So he's a dual citizen of both Mm -hmm. the United States and Canada. And I don't think he's made a good movie since 2004. I think when he became a U.S. citizen, he lost his comic edge. Yeah, wow. What are the, some movies that came out after 2004? Mr. Number Popper's 23. Penguins, <laughs> trying to think of other ones. Uh, Kick Arse 2. Yes, yes Man, maybe. Yeah, Terrible Yes Man was horrible. But like yeah. the la- I think his last good comedy was Bruce Almighty, almost honestly, which is 2003. Yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was 2004. I don't think he's made a good movie, a great movie since that time. He paints. It's he pretty does. funny. He rants. Uh, political messages. That's a lot of that. funny. But honestly, when I think of funniest comedian, I some of my favorite movies, some of my favorite right. comedies are Jim Carrey, and I think he is I, the standout comedian. I do love his story where he wrote himself a ten million dollar check and said, yeah. "I'm going to cash this one day." Yeah, and he was able to like that's oh, yeah, so inspiring. Made, like, I think he was one of the first actors ever to get paid. Yeah, he was. Was it ten was million? Cable or 20 guy. million? Yeah, he got tons of money for that. I don't really like Cable Guy. That I much. love Cable Guy. It's dark. It is dark, but I, I there's so many good comedians, and this was not easy for me. I ro- I rotated all those names, basically made it into my list at the top, and then finally I went, okay, I'll just go with Jim Carrey because he's one of the biggest names. You know, John Candy was 43 when he passed away. So sad. It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, and Martin Short is one that I have so much respect for him because he's been doing he's been funny for so many years mm-hmm. and still going at it. It's in such a weird way. Yeah, a very unique way. It's a certain brand of comedy. It's not my style, yeah. but yeah. I respect you him respect like crazy. It, right? Yeah, But a yeah. lot of those came from SCTV, like specifically, you know, Martin Short and uh, uh, Andrew Martin were two that I loved on that right. show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the Captain kids in the hall, guys. Yeah. They had their heyday. They did too. Great choices. Norm MacDonald, huh? <laughs> yes. Don't you going. think he'd be way more fun to hang out with than Jim Carrey? Yeah, that's true. I, I don't, don't know. It depends on the day. I mean, every interview with Norm Macdonald, like on Conan back in the day it's and everything, true. so funny. Right. Yeah. All right, buzzers ready. What is the capital city of Canada? Do you need multiple choice? Yes, please. Multiple choice include Ottawa, Calgary, or Montreal? Sorry. Kent? Montreal. 
Joel? No, oh, no. Oh, people are screaming. I'm so sorry. I'm what sorry, is the Canada. Capital city of Canada. Well, I know that isn't the capital of Alberta, Calgary. And so the Olive Capital. Right, right, so I'm, just, yes. I'm just gonna work this out in my head. Yeah. Washington, DC. I I'm going to say I'm gonna say Calgary. I'm just gonna go with Calgary. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I didn't look at Zach. I'm gonna say Ottawa. Feels Ottawa. Like, feels like a cheat. Ottawa. Ottawa's correct. Ottawa's correct? Feels like a cheat. No, because I, I sat there and Kent, you heard me say that Calgary is, I believe, the capital of Alberta. And so I was like, it, it, can't, it can't be the capital of the province and the capital of the country, it? right? I don't think so. I don't live in Canada. I don't understand Canada. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next category. No, capital of Alberta is Edmonton. Oh, Dang it. Oh, no. It still works, though. <laughs> We're the worst. I still. Worst. <laughs> well, I mean, name the capital of Tennessee. Chattanooga. You're the only 10 I see. No, it's Nashville, you guys. Come on. Oh, I, should, I knew Nash- that. <laughs> totally knew that. <laughs> Nashville's in Tennessee. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, man. See, we're uh, better in our own country, too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Like in the North Korea and the Iraq. The Iraq and mm-hmm. such as. You have named a bunch of wonderful Canadian comedians. That, that was a very fun category. Next up, we have, please send this celebrity back to Canada. This feels mean. There's really Does it though? It's really yeah. like one or two answers here. Does Joel, it? when I'm sending Seth Rogen back to Canada, <laughs> <laughs> go Seth, go. <laughs> oh, so okay. He's done good things. Has he? He has. Has he? Yeah. I went and looked, Kent, and I only like two of. I, I only like him in two movies: Monsters vs. Aliens and Kung Fu Panda. Those that's are the, the only, two you that's chose. The only way that's I, I, looking at his filmography, those are the only ones that I actually. It's because like, like super bad is not your style, right? No, it, that, that's what I have here. His style of comedy is oh, not a what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And he, he wrote it. Jumping back friends. though, oh, uh, he was born. He was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, and he also uh, his mom would drive him to Yuck Yucks, where he would do his comedy bit, and he actually placed second in the Vancouver Amateur Comedy Contest at 16 years old. And then he became uh, more popular as a stand-up comedian. It's he funny, moved to Los his, Angeles. His comedy never developed or matured no 16. it's basically the 16 year old comedy and yeah. he moved here uh, to be in freaks and geeks and kind of his career took off in that regard mm-hmm. got in the right circle i guess oh joe apatel circle for sure yeah his style of comedy is not one i enjoy i also think he's kind of a jerk oh he's a jerk and so i think he needs to go back to canada learn how to be nice uh, but he hit at the right time like the 2000s crass comedy realm it was perfect right. Well, him and his buddy were writing kind of a gross-out comedy, and then American Pie came out, and they're like, oh, they beat us to it. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then he went, ah, let's do it Let's anyway. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> but he is producing, that's like, good, great shows for, like, Invincible and The Boys. Like, a, I think it's 16-year-old with a 16-year-old mentality. More yeah. blood, more language. Sure. But, I, I mean, I do like Invincible. I thought it was a well-done show, but I don't like Seth Rogen that much. And... He did say of his dual, he's a dual citizen. He said of his dual citizenship, he said, I definitely associate with being Canadian much more than being American. So why don't you go associate more with Canada? Seth mm-hmm. Rogen. Okay. What do you got, Kent? <laughs> I hate to do this. Yeah. No, you don't. Lily Singh. What? Is Lily the worst. Singh. The YouTuber? Yeah. A little late with Lily Singh. Why did none of you pick Justin Bieber? It's too easy. It That's is really the right easy. answer. It's really it's too easy. easy. Go on and with Lily Singh. He's kind of born with amazing talent. <laughs> I don't like his, yeah, I don't like his music. And the most punchable face I've ever seen. Oh, of course. What a brat. Of course. Mm. I, I'd rather punch Seth Rogen than Justin Bieber. I'd rather Thank you. punch Justin Bieber twice. No. He'd still be Can't prettier than the three go of us. Explain to people who the heck Lily Singh is first. Lily Singh is a former YouTuber, maybe back to YouTube now. Her YouTube channel was Superwoman. 
Yeah. And she would make uh, videos where she would dress not up. Like, not like the character Superwoman. That was the yeah, name yeah. of her channel. Yeah. Uh, but she just make characters where she dressed up as her parents and do like cultural types. And, uh, and it, it was it, always big and loud. It really was like just the kind of the uh, 180 shots where it was like this person and her doing the same yeah. thing. It was her and all the roles. So you say former like she's not on YouTube anymore. Well, well she, she went quit. to network. So NBC hired her to take over Carson Daly's spot. What? Uh, yeah, Carson Daly, who follows everyone else. Everyone else. And Carson Daly was doing that for probably 15 years or so. Yeah. So it was this big thing, and everyone's like, oh, it's a YouTuber. She really knows how to get this young audience because her audience is, is quite young. Mm-hmm. But then she took over, and it only went from September 2019 to June 2021. So she was just recently canceled. Should have been canceled a long time ago. Her show was horrible. I never saw it. Basically... Her whole act, and honestly, it's cool that she got there. Like, one of the first things she joked about is, like, all these white guys, and then you have her, who's of Indian descent. Mm -hmm. But then that became the only joke. She was using racism to fight racism, Hmm. and that was the only joke. And so critics loved it. I mean, honestly, the show in total has 82% on on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Viewers give this a 1.6 on IMDb or a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, jeez. Some of her jokes are like... What did the rock say to the flower? Okay, Bloomer. That's her delivery, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Actually, she offended a lot of fellow YouTubers when she went to legitimate network, like she became a TV star. Because yeah. a lot of YouTubers are like, who needs TV? This is the future. So whenever someone makes the jump to television, they kind of feel I'm like betrayed. Well, and I feel like she should have utilized YouTube more. I think that's why it was canceled, because she just followed the same format. She did the monologue, which was always terrible. The audience laughed way too hard. I think they were paid to laugh. In fact, many were staff members. Mm. And uh, she didn't utilize any other YouTube personalities that people would have watched for. Because, mm. you know, kids probably would have stayed up to watch her. Maybe. Uh, she, had a huge, she has a huge audience. In 2016, she made the third mo- most amount of money uh, for that year for oh, YouTube for stars. YouTube. Yeah. But like, so uh, there's a review on uh, Rotten Tomatoes from Kevin M. And he says, energetically unfunny, cringe roller coaster. It deserves to be in a theme park in the horror section. Wow. One star. And also she stole jokes as well, which as we know, you know, you can't That's really no, do no. as a comedian because people find out these days. Yeah. I detest this show. She's probably a fine person, but the jokes she used honestly were offensive okay. and, and cringeworthy. So Lily Singh. Okay. Um, she is back on YouTube, uh, posting as soon as like a week ago. She her page is no longer called Superwoman. It's just Lily saying she has fourteen point eight million subscribers. Wow. Yeah. Just but it, it barely is more I than have. me. Yeah. 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 Close. Close. So we can put them on a, on a plane together, Kent. Okay. Deal. Wolf. They both laugh at their own jokes. They Fine. would. Oh, imagine the comedy they would write. Oh. Ah. All right, you guys are really good at geography and cities. <laughs> Let's continue <laughs> this theme here with the quiz. Okay. What? Is Canada's largest city? I'll give you three options. Okay. Montreal, Toronto, or Calgary? Sorry. Kent. Toronto. Correct. Ah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of jumped the gun on that one, Joel. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. All right, let's go into our next category, which is you know, this tempts me to drive up north. What tempts you, Kent? I went with a location that I wish I went to and I was a few hours away from. Not Evangeline Lily. Ah, uh, yeah, freckles, <laughs> mercy. Yeah, go on. Banff, Banff, Banff. National Park. Yep. Banff. What is Banff? Not only is it the coolest name, it's, it's not B A M F. Family friendly. It's B A N F F. Think of like the perfect forest on the perfect mountainside with a castle hotel as well. I want. Yeah, please Google this. B A N B A N F F. 
Banff. And so this is a national Banff. park. And there are, there's a town of Banff. And it is like this small tourist town surrounded by the Canadian Rockies. The forests are green and beautiful. You're probably seeing the hotel right now. It is patterned after a castle. There's a lake there that's amazing. Uh, Many lakes. There's a lake. Actually, there's one that's turquoise. There's one that's like brilliant blue. And they're they're in the mountains. There's a hike they have to take for most of these. There's the hotel. And it's pretty impressive. Everywhere. And regardless of what time of year you go. Obviously, in winter, it's tough because it's so cold up there. I hear when you're at the hotel surrounded by the snowy forest, it is like a fairy tale. This is somewhere. So this is actually, I mapped this out. This is 14 hours and 22 minutes away from where I am right now. Mm -hmm. This is one of the... Well, now you just placed your location. Right. (laughs) This is one of the bucket list destinations I have in my life now. And I was two hours away, didn't get to go. Hmm. And I'm kind of sad about it. This what, is the reason. What alerted you to even that Banff existed? Everyone who said, oh, you're going near Calgary? Go to Banff. I was like, really? What's that? And just like you, I just Googled it. And it's somewhere that I've always desired to go since. Hmm. It's beautiful. Well, Kent goes for nature. And I go for food. <laughs> uh, okay. I put poutine. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> because if you We can know, road trip together. We can do both. If you don't know what poutine is, it's a dish of French fries, cheese curds, topped with brown gravy. It actually began, it emerged in Quebec, Canada in the late 1950s. And according to, to the dictionary, the etymology of this is Quebecian. I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. It's a slang word meaning mess because it's just a bunch of, uh, it's cheese, gravy, and fries. That's messy. Cheese curds. Cheese curds, specifically. Yes. And it was mocked initially and, and people kind of stigmatized Quebec society with it. But then it became like the symbol of the Quebecian culture and I don't know if Quebec isn't that French isn't isn't that strange because in Quebec many other Canadians see them as a bit snobby yes and they use fries in one of their main foods it's one of the and it's now called by many Canada's national dish (laughs) and I don't know Zach you mentioned earlier that there's places to get poutine around here Mm -hmm. I don't know where they are and I want to I've never tried this ever I seek them out and I eat it as often as possible. Could I make this on my own? Sure. It's fries and cheese curds, which I can get easily, and then gravy, which I can make easily. Now, admittedly, when you get it, you're not always going to get it with cheese curd uh, in Utah or, or places I've gone. But I want well, authentic. So, sometimes it's just mozzarella. I want authentic fried. Canadian poutine. And listener, if you know where to get it, let me know. And if we happen to go, I am willing to change this bet to poutine from yeah? the donuts to poutine. If we can find a place. Yes. I'm down with that. I would love it. Okay, right. half finger boop then for that for the for the alternate boop. Yes, has to be has to be proper poutine. Proper poutine was boop my band for the poutine. <laughs> proper poutine. Yeah, what'd you guys like? Um, actually, we mostly did bluegrass. <laughs> Canadian bluegrass. Canadian bluegrass. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Back to your quizzes, buzzers. What breakfast item is Canada the number one consumer of? Take off. Sorry. I had take off. Donuts. Donuts is correct. Yeah. Canada. Or back bacon. It's because of Tim Hortons. Canada is the number one donut consumer in the world. They have 30 million people in Canada, but they eat 1 billion donuts annually. You, you can thank Tim Hortons for that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tim Hortons, a popular uh, chain up there. Yeah. Timmy's. Mm. You've been to Timmy's? No, I wish. I've never been to Canada. I have. They're, they're not just in Canada. It's really? pretty good. It's still yeah. a franchise. It's still it's a, a chain. It's, it's a whatever. Well, I heard it's like it's Dunkin' Donuts, just, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we have voice like maple syrup category. <laughs> this is like funny. Maple voice syrup. like maple syrup. Mm. There are Go so ahead. many amazing singers from Canada. Yeah. There there are, Joel. There, there were many amazing singers, but I could not pick anyone but Miss Celine Dion. So Celine Dion, honorable mention to Shania Twain and Sarah McLaughlin. Um, Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. But Celine Dion is from Charlemagne, Quebec. 
Uh, she was a teen star who sang uh, French language in her in on some albums in the 1980s, and then she be, she gained kind of more uh, regional recognition when she competed in the 1988 Eurovision Song Contest, where she represented Switzerland, which is odd. Yeah. But then she also, as we talked about in a previous episode, she became famous after her international breakthrough came with Beauty and the Beast. She sang that song with Peebo Bryson. Yes. And became kind of like, whoa, she's got a really good the voice. The 90s were pretty decent to Celine Dion. Oh, very good. When you think of songs like The Power of Love, Because You Loved Me, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, My Heart Will Go On. Well, Oh, man. So many. Don't make those noises. Those are Why not? Voice like maple syrup. She, she ruined the box. Okay. That song was always on the box. There Quit. were a lot of songs that were always on the requesting box. requesting that song. It's a beautiful song. And I, I want to see California Love Part 2. And honestly, the yeah. 90s were good to her, but she's still going, Kent. Is she? She, she, she in Vegas, when she did her uh, Vegas uh, residency, it was the highest grossing concert residency of all time. It became that. Also, she is the best-selling Canadian recording artist in history and one of the best-selling artists of all time with record sets of more than 200 million worldwide. Five Grammy Awards, Kent. Five Grammy Awards. That means nothing to me. Who would win in a fight between she and Sarah? <laughs> Celine Dion. You think? She's scrappy. I, I, all the animals behind Slayer, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> They're all maimed. Oh, and sick. From Celine. <laughs> That's some fan fiction. So yes, uh, I think Celine Dion's voice is amazing. Like it's right up there. Like you get when you think of the voice, the great voices of our time, the great singing voice of our time. Like Whitney Houston is definitely up there, and I think Celine Dion is right. Amazingly up there with talented. Her. You're right. So good. I was once in Vegas and I saw a poster of Celine Dion, um, and she was wearing a, a backless dress, and she was, you know, the uh, picture was from behind, and she had her head turned a little bit, and it just said Celine's back. Because <laughs> <laughs> her show had recently wow. revamped. I like it. <laughs> Great singer, Joel. Great singer. But the category was voice like maple syrup. So let me explain maple syrup to everyone. It's delicious. And Pure sweet. maple syrup is slow to pour and very thick. <laughs> it has a complex maple flavor with hints of caramel, vanilla, and prune. Where are you going with this? The darker syrup has a deep molasses. So let's hear a voice like maple syrup. Oh, you got a clip. After oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was quiet. Wow. So that is Brad Roberts from the Crash Test Dummies. Wow. There is no voice. Is this a joke answer? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, but man. When I hear that voice, my mind immediately went, because I was looking at bands and artists, and I was like, so many good people. And I'm like, Crash Test Dummies. Oh, man. I remember when we taught Zach about them. Yep. With, mm, 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 you know what it sounds like? You got maple syrup in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't that voice from that part, which is the first track uh -huh. uh, from God Shuffled His Feet, which is a legendary, for some reason, <laughs> I used to break into my brother's room and listen to this on his five disc album <laughs> changer. It really does sound so rich. And yes, it's kitsch. And yeah. yes, it's one note. And in one hit wonder, but they actually weren't a one hit wonder in Canada, obviously, because they take a lot of pride in their artists. They actually hit it big in 1991 with Superman song and they got the yep. Juno Award for a group of the year. And then, you know, obviously they hit it big with mm, 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 mm. that whole CD. It's the only thing of theirs I've listened to with God Shuffled His Feet, but I really like it for some reason. Like, I, ironically and unironically. And these guys are from Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's such an unusual pick. I've kind of, I'm a loss at words right now because that I, I would get after you, but you described it so well. <laughs> it sounds like maple syrup, right? 
Yeah, Celine Dion, Canada, is she a better singer? Molasses. Yes, she is. Who feels more Canadian? Brad Roberts from Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even an insult. Oh, man. So there you go. Okay. Buzzers ready? What is the average life expectancy in Canada? Huh? 77 years old, 81 years old, or 89 years Sorry. old? Sorry. 89. Incorrect. <sighs> Take off. Hmm? 81? Correct. It's always B. It's always B. Not always B. Always. What, what's our life expectancy? Do you know, Zach, off the top of your head? I would guess somewhere around Probably 77, less. 78. I just looked it up. It's 78.5. Yeah, no, no, no. So they're beating us. I mean, it's the cold. Preserves, <laughs> it's the cold. Preserves, preserves the, the body. <laughs> sure. Now, I think we've experienced this next category quite a bit in this research, but mm-hmm. this is the, wait, they're Canadian category? So many surprises. Yeah. I My mind was blown a number of times. Yes. What do you have, Ken? But I'm going for one who is, he represents America to me. He represents patriotism. And it's Kiefer Sutherland. It's Jack. Wait, oh, what? Yeah. Bauer. Yeah. Donald it's, Sutherland, I knew was Canadian. So that makes sense. He was a president on the show Designated Survivor. Yeah. So Kiefer Sutherland. And by the way, there's kind of some cheats because he was born in 1966 in Paddington, London. But his parents, Donald Sutherland and Shirley Douglas, are Canadians. And they, at that time, they were living in England for a while. And his maternal grandfather was the premier of Saskatchewan. But after his parents' divorce, he went on with his mother to Toronto, and this is in his childhood as well. And so he went through all of ed- his education in Canada and actually got his first lead role in the Canadian drama The Bay Boy in 1984. And obviously, he's gone on to so many things, but I had to choose him. There were so many others that I wanted to choose, and I hope Joel chooses one. But I was like, no, he plays like red-blooded American. Yeah. Like on like he is on TV or movies where like he is the one I think of. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, he'll fight for the country. Wait, he's from Canada? Excuse me? Yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah. He seems like a mole in CTU. Joel. Yeah. Okay. Now I could have picked Rachel McAdams because that surprised me. Yeah. Because she was like the all American. She's really good girl. in Slings and Arrows, which is a Canadian show, which I saw back oh, in the day. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, I could I also had Donald Sutherland on my on my list because mm-hmm. I learned that, but I actually did, I didn't even think about Kiefer. For some reason, I didn't know William Shatner was Canadian. Yep. That was one that blew my mind because kind of like the Kiefer Sutherland thing, I mean, he's Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise. Right. He is uh TJ Hooker. He was on Rescue 911. Like all these things. He was the he was the, the big giant head in uh, Third Rock from the Sun, too. <laughs> but just all these different iconic American roles that he played. But he is from uh, Notre Dame de Grasse, Montreal, Quebec. Just it kind of was one of those things where I was like, I probably should have known that. I probably should have. But I didn't. And that was one of I those, didn't either. That was one of those mind-blowing ones I got during this thing. He's not a U.S. resident, by the way. He's a Even long, now. Yeah, he still he holds a green card. He says it's because he's terrified to become an American citizen because he's convinced he will flunk the citizenship test. Okay. He said, quote, I'm good for about five minutes as far as memory retention. Oh, I no. spout out the line and boom, I've already forgotten it. Oh, no. Yeah. Really, he saw what happened to Jim Carrey and he's like, no, I don't want any part <laughs> of that. Yeah, but he, uh, he was actually uh, in the Canadian National Repertory Theater in Ottawa, where he trained to become a classical Shakespearean actor. And it was through that acting, he ended up in Broadway for a play or two and then decided he wanted to kind of kick it around here for a while. He does seem more like a theatrical actor. Definitely. Like with his delivery. I mean, it's very Shatner-esque delivery, right? Yeah. It's now a trope. He has his own style. Yeah. But the fact is, he's a Canadian and I had no idea. And I don't know why, because... I don't know. He's one of those icons that I just kind of put there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Americana. It, it, it's funny, though, like even in, as a space captain representing yes. the planet, we still see him as American. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, he's American. It's fine. Of course he is. <laughs> well, he technically he is American. Oh, yeah. He is in the story, right? United States yeah. of America. Well, I mean, I just mean it's North America. 
It's all North America. <laughs> We're all in this together. That's High School Musical. <laughs> okay. I've got another quiz question for you. Ooh. How many times... Back to sports. You guys are good at this. Hmm. How many times has Canada hosted the Olympic Games? Three, four, or five? Sorry. Yes. Three. Three is correct. Yes. Uh, actually, correct. it should be more, right? Well, Mon- I mean, I know there were Toronto ones recently. Mont- Calgary. Montreal, Calgary, and Vancouver. Oh, maybe not Toronto then. Nope. Huh. We're good at sports. Yeah. But yeah, Vancouver was the most recent uh, uh, games as well. Did, is Toronto game. getting the games? I think they may be. <sighs> For some yeah. reason, I just have it in my mind that it was You mean Toronto? Tr- Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Okay. Now we move over to why don't we have that here? So I was going to put Tim Hortons. But yeah. then I, I, I found out that after Burger King bought Tim Hortons, yeah. that they now have kind of up in the New York, New England area, they have a couple things over there. I was also going to put Kinder Eggs, but I know why we don't have those here, mm-hmm. because those there's stupid laws that say you can't put toys inside candy. And so they don't, it's like illegal to it's bring terrorism Kinder Eggs over here. Yeah. Chocolate terrorism. But Kent, it's your fault. But what? That I'm picking the Aero Bar. Oh, man. Mm, Don't. So. Oh, I just cried a little bit. So those you brought them home for your, your trip to. I miss the Aero there. Bar. And the Aero Bar, if you don't know what it is, it's an aerated chocolate bar manufactured by Nestle. You're kind of getting ripped off, but at the so, same time, it's delicious. Well, it is, but it's like this, like it's a bubbly texture inside, like uh, the, inside the chocolate bar. Like People have that weird uh, tryptophobia, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Probably won't like these very much. Did you try the mint one as well? Yes. Mint is my favorite. That was one you let me try okay. and I devoured it. Yeah. And then I also tried another one I think you had of just plain chocolate. Chocolate. Mm-hmm. But it's these little, it's like these pockets of air inside there. Kind of like, a, almost like a honeycomb yeah. look to it. But it's this light and fluffy taste that is just delicious. And this is available in the, I'm going to read these off. United Kingdom, Argentina, Australia, Bahrain, Bulgaria, Canada, Colombia, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Germany, Hong Kong, Nicaragua, Ireland, Kuwait. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Not the United States. It's and the I Hershey's Monopoly. Why. I think Hershey's won't let it happen. Well, Hershey's actually did make a similar bar called the Hershey's Air Delight. Oh, yeah, there's nothing delightful flopped. about Hershey's. But the Aero Bar was made available for a short time in the 1980s, but apparently it didn't get enough splash. Have you ever been inspired to try to import Canadian chocolate? Like uh, occasionally, bar? but you can find these. Apparently, you can find these bars like specialty vendors. Like if they're yeah. doing those kind of like... $7 for a tiny candy bar. It's ridiculous. No big deal. So, yeah. And they have different flavors it's like milk pick. chocolate, mint... Uh, orange, dark chocolate, strawberry, white chocolate, honeycomb, vanilla yogurt. I'm so sad now. Yeah. it's These these were delicious. If you haven't tried them, I was actually very impressed by them. And I'm like, why? Why do we not have these here? Yep. So Aero Bar. A-E-R-O Bar. Nice. What about you, Kent? Poutine. Poutine. Mm. And apparently we have it. So maybe I shouldn't long for it too much. But, but I don't want to find it. Poutine so in its purest form, I, I have not yet technically found so my first experience up in canada was in the city of lethbridge which isn't huge yeah went to costco there and you know costco you're like oh slice of pizza chicken bake a berry ice cream or a berry yogurt and poutine at costco what is costco poutine good uh yeah Mm. it's actually really good and i was thinking like for like four dollars i just want a little basket of poutine like please and it's so weird because we could make poutine so easy. I can get mm-hmm. curds up in Logan anytime I want. Yeah. Why don't we make this? But it's almost like we're like saving it for a special occasion or a special trip when we go to Banff together. I guess. And Zach, you're not invited because you'll never get to go to Canada for some no, reason. I want to. It's just not destined to be. I know. But no, uh, poutine is quite good. I, ha- I had one that was uh, pulled pork mm. and a little bit spicier gravy. And there's also some Asian fusion poutines as well. Honestly, nothing beats the original. 
of the brown gravy, cheese yep. curds, and fries. It's will, so weird. I will have a form of poutine next month. I'm headed off to Disneyland. I'm going to go to the Red Rose Tavern. They okay. serve poutine there. Do they? Is it pretty good? good? Delicious. Mm. Okay. Delicious. But April 11th is National Poutine Day, so I feel like we should actually make it or find it at a restaurant. Give you the 411 on poutine. All right, buzzers ready. Back to breakfast. What is the preferred storage container for milk Take off. in Canada? Mm. It's a bag. Dang it. Why? It's a bag. It's, they got bags. It's a bag of milk. Why do they put ma- milk in bags? In Portugal, they do boxes of milk, but I found out the like bag cartons. thing, and I'm like, I don't get this. No, it's like a box that you like have to physically like cut open and pour. But I mean, the, the, the bag, I don't quite understand, because you still have to put the bag in like a special pitcher yeah. and then pour it out. I don't get that. Canadian bags, man. So you have like Target bags, and you just kind of fill it up? <laughs> it's like you go to the cow and just like fill, up a, fill up a garbage <laughs> it takes bag. It's a while, milk. and there's yeah. also a hole in the bag, too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, terrible. It's the, it's the worst. worst when there's a, bag, a now, hole in the bag. Now we move over to the worst export to the U.S. category. I'm hoping that Joel can beat this. I don't think he can. I don't think anyone can beat what I'm about to say, and I'm going to keep it in the food category. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not celebrity. Hawaiian pizza. It's yeah. Canadian. Go yeah. away, pineapple. And Why do you go, mm, go on? Obviously, it's we're, we're delicious. going we're going to have a really vocal 17% of our listener be like, Hawaiian, Hawaiian and Canadian bacon. So, you know, pineapple and Canadian bacon. I hate that they call it Canadian bacon. There's one type of bacon and then there's ham. Okay? Well, they call it yeah, back bacon, but yeah. But it is. Sorry, Zach. I know you're fuming over there and I know that 17% is just screaming right now. I am going to go get one right now. You can't. I'm going to. Okay, go. I love it. Go because, well, apparently it's kind of popular with people that like it. There was a 2016 Harris poll of U.S. adults, and they had pineapple in the bottom three toppings, joining anchovies and mushrooms. But 12% of pizza-eating Americans had pineapple as top three. So, Zach, you join those weirdos who decide they want their sweet Ugh. fruit Ugh. joining Pineapple is delicious. Grilled pineapple. Oh, and mar- like a Brazilian throw restaurant? it on marinara and melted cheese. Oh, you just spoiled everything. You know it's better than ham and pineapple pizza, any pizza. But specifically, <laughs> if you put bananas on there instead of uh, pineapple, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay, Never take it easy. I'm, I'm just saying, you mad scientist. I'm saying there's uh, they actually yeah they did it over in Europe, but it's I don't like pineapple in the first place. Yeah, when yeah. you put it on a pizza, you that, can't even pick it off because the juices are everywhere. They're in there. I understand because you don't really like pineapple. Hate it. Don't really like. Hate it. No I strongest. Understand. Understand. Exactly. Guess what. I like pineapple, and I have good taste. It's bad. So it was created by Sam. So that's a contradictory statement yeah. you just made. <laughs> Sam Panopoulos, he's a Greek-born Canadian. He created this at the Satellite Restaurant in Chatham, Ontario, 1962. And the reason he called it a Hawaiian pizza is because of the brand of canned pineapple that they used. It's like, it's Hawaiian. Thanks, sure. pineapple can. Sure. Gross. Uh, Ken, I absolutely applaud your decision, and Thank I will. I, I think that is the worst, one of the worst exports. I hope you applaud mine as well. Okay, go on. Uh, because I could, I chose Drake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was going to choose Justin Bieber, but truth be told, I actually do like one of his songs. Which uh, one? Go uh, on, baby. No, I, I you do, do not. I do. I don't know what the uh, most un- cliche one. Unironically, he has better like songs song. than that. No, he doesn't. He, he does. He does. No, they're all they're all kind of terrible. But Drake is the one where I don't get it. So he was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. If you don't know who Drake is, I don't blame you because he's a Canadian rapper, singer, songwriter, actor, producer, and entrepreneur who got his start on the television series Degrassi, The Next Generation, mm-hmm. which apparently is not as good as Star Trek, The Next Generation. <laughs> apparently. Um, only barely. Degrassi's yeah. like this, and I saw it was like this weird Canadian teen drama. Yeah. After school special type stuff. And But here's the thing that, that really bothers me 
is that Drake, even though I can name one of his songs. Hotline Bling. That's it. Yeah. And even then, I don't like it. But Granted, I, we don't listen to that type of music, really. I, I went mean, through and listened to his songs today just to see if I could. And none were familiar. N- oh, a couple were vaguely familiar. Okay. All of them were terrible. What? You don't <coughs> like Hotline Bling? No. What? That song's terrible. I don't what? want a Hotline Bling. Yeah, I mostly like it for the memes. And then you the have like the, like the Nintendo Wii music in the background. So <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing that drives me nuts about this. It could just be he's an artist that I don't care about and whatever. But the fact is he is among the world's best-selling musical artists with over 170 million records sold. Elvis Presley is considered the highest individual artist based on sales claims. But Drake is the highest selling individual artist based on certified units. Drake and Elvis Presley in the same boat? No. no. Does Michael Jackson not end up in that category? In regard to record sales, Drake is beating the likes of Garth Brooks, Kanye West, Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, Billy Joel, U2, Barbara Streisand, Phil Collins, Aerosmith, ABBA, Katy Perry, Metallica, Lady Gaga, Fleetwood Mac, Rod Stewart, and the Bee Gees. Ugh. He beats all of them in record sales. I feel like he used to be picked on, and this was maybe seven years ago, because he's this real skinny rapper from Canada. Yeah. And then he got real swole, like overnight. <laughs> Not sure how that happens. Canadian baby. MLB. But uh, yeah, and then he got huge, and now it's like all he does is create beef with other rappers. Yeah, he's fighting with everybody. Yeah. Uh, but he, and that's how it gets news. He also has four Grammy Awards, six American Music Awards, uh, a record 27 Billboard Music Awards, two Brit Awards, and three Juno Awards. He also hold, holds the record on the Billboard charts for most top 10 placements on the Hot 100, most charted songs ever on the Hot 100, 231, by the way. What? Most simultaneously charted Hot 100 songs in one week, 27. What? 27 of his songs in one week were on the Hot I don't Billboard get that. 100. And the most continuous time in the Hot 100, 431 weeks. And the guy's, he's such an egotistical jerk. Yeah. And also Kent and Zach and listener. Mm-hmm. I just, I saved this for last. Okay. In case you did not believe me, he is credited for popularizing the term YOLO in the oh. United States. That is oh. his fault. Nah, I hate it either way. <laughs> I'm boiling right but now. But I just think it's a his music. I, I listened to a bunch of it today. Tried to you know get through it. It's a bunch of forgettable beats with mumbling, auto-tuned, stupid, vulgar lyrics. Definitely the mumble rap. Oh, thing. I feel like you're creating a beef with Drake right now. Bring it on, Drake. Whoa! If he listens to Bakatel, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you're actually kind of afraid now. <laughs> Pre-swole Drake, maybe, maybe. That's a good pick. That's a really yeah, good pick. Thank good you. pick. Can right. we send those back to Canada too? Yeah, Canadian let's just put Canadian bacon and yeah. Drake on a plane back to Canada. It's crazy. All right. Speaking of getting swole, buzzers ready. What is the only MLB team, Major League Baseball, in Canada? Take off, Joel. Toronto Maple Leafs. Kent that is incorrect. It is the. Can I get a province? No, Joel didn't get one either. I'll, I'll get it. You. Is oh Toronto Blue Jays, correct? Oh. oh. Oh, thank you, Joel. I kind of piggybacked on that one. Yeah, I was realized that I, I knew the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs were were hockey. hockey. But. I love the screams I can hear. It's almost like tinnitus. You can hear the screams from the listener, just like even as idiot. we're recording it. Yeah, yes. you apologize you to idiot. Sam Ma right now. Yes. Yeah, I actually um, am going to see a uh, an MLB game soon, uh, Los Angeles Angels, and they will be playing the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, cool. nice. Pretty excited about that. All right, let's move over to. Would look best in a Mountie costume. <laughs> <laughs> these these this categories the are so politically this correct. Is the worst one. <laughs> uh, would look best in a Mountie costume. I think there's no doubt in my mind. It'd be Ryan Reynolds. 
I'm sorry, Kent. As much as you hate him, as much as you despise him, dang it, the man looks good. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds? Uh, Deadpool? Yes. Yeah. The guy's, he's really attractive. It, Very famously from uh, Vancouver. I don't want you to other Ryan Gosling, but I chose Ryan Reynolds because, uh, well, not only, his two of his brothers work in law enforcement, and one of them is actually a Royal Canadian mounted policeman. But you can't even see his abs. It doesn't matter. Abs. It's gonna be. It's gonna be very nice fitting. He's got the hat and everything. So Ryan Reynolds is one of those guys that I've known since two guys, a girl, in a pizza place. Yeah. And I watched that show. I enjoyed it. And then I just think it's amazing how many. Th- this guy almost seems bulletproof because he's had so many flops. Yeah. So many horrible movies. But he keeps coming out on top. Like you think about it, Blade Trinity. Everyone hated Blade Trinity. Yep. Still went on. And then he made X-Men Origins Wolverine mm-hmm. as Deadpool and was the worst. People hated him. He went on to make Deadpool. Well, they didn't hate Green him. Lantern. Like, fans clamored to bring him back. But I mean, the guy uh, the, with, with the mounting custom, this guy could get anyone. He could get Scarlett Johansson or Blake Lively. Oh, wait. He would been married to both of them already. And a lot of smaller set. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, so I chose Ryan Reynolds in a mounting costume. Okay. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell me about your Ryan. I choose. Well, look. I almost chose Ryan Gosling. You didn't choose Ryan Gosling? I did not. I specifically didn't choose him because I thought you would. Because I chose Trisha Helfer, number six. Oh. For Battlestar Galactica. Okay. 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 Trisha okay. Helfer. She's, she's quite tall as well. And if you haven't seen her, she is in that show. She's naturally brunette, but she is blonde in that show. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about her on a few different episodes. Yes, you have. Let me give some history on the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. In 1974, women were finally allowed into the RCMP. And currently... They make up just under 22% of Mounties. Trisha Helfer was born in 1974 in Donalda, Donalda, Alberta. Formaldehyde? Yes, mm-hmm. Formaldehyde, Alberta, Canada. And she lived and worked on her family's grain farm and was discovered by a talent. So really small town, just working on a farm, discovered at age 17. We know her very well from Battlestar Galactica. Yes. She's been on Burn Notice, episode of Community, Chuck. Lucifer, she was on for a season, uh, Van Helsing most recently. So definitely a a TV star, right? It's like character actor, TV star. You can't miss her. Uh, I think she is top tier. Okay. That's what I'm going to say without sounding sounding too bad. So if I have... Did you hear me drool over Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, if I had Ryan Reynolds and Trisha Helfer in front of me in in a Mountie outfit. (laughs) Joel, who do you pick? Dream come true. Uh, Dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Me and Ryan Gosling. That's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like he's too nice. He's too like gentle. He's Canadian. Yeah, he is Canadian. He's too nice. Huh. Although his abs and crazy stupid love, yeah. Ryan Reynolds abs and Blade Trinity. I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like. Save it for our ab show. I think Reynolds has more length. <laughs> he does so, have more length. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Buzzer's ready. <laughs> this is kind of a weird one. And you can tell my favorite show is Jeopardy. I try not to write every question like it's a Jeopardy question, but mm-hmm. this one kind of is. Uh, in 2009, an act was passed which made this common Canadian response inadmissible in court. Uh, uh, take off. Joel? Sorry. I'm sorry. In the sorry, uh, the, yeah, basically in 2009, the sorry or apology true? act was passed. Because people say, would say, like knee jerk would say sorry. Yes. Oh, because they were polite. Like they get in no accident. I'm so sorry. In, what? In Canada, saying sorry means an expression of sympathy or regret and not an admission of fault or liability in connection with the matter. Oh, that makes sense for a relationship I had. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. Kent's bearing his soul on Bacon Cell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next category is, yeah, that totally seems Canadian. I'm going first. Yes, you do. Syrup money. 
What? <laughs> syrup money. <laughs> what? Syrup money, guys. What is syrup money? So in 2011, they introduced new, and it started with $100 bills. And because they, you know, like European money, Australian money, anything that's like not American, it's kind of plasticky. It's got a polymer on it. And it, sometimes it's see-through and it's very... Different sizes. Yeah. So the $100 bill was released in 2011. And people were like, huh, that's weird. Smells like maple syrup. Government or Bank of Canada, what did you guys do? And they're like, we didn't do anything. What do you mean? You're not smelling anything. You're conditioned to smell maple syrup for some unknown reason. So people have gone on to try to debunk this. In fact, they kind of have. Like Ken Jennings has a site, Debunker, mm-hmm. where he's like he's studying this. And he's like, look... I can tell you the Bank of Canada said they did nothing to this bill, but there are a big, a big percentage of people that do smell maple syrup on their money. And to me, this sounds so Canadian. So I actually didn't realize this until a couple of years ago. I smelled a Canadian bill and maybe I had this like cognitive bias of like, yeah, I'm going to smell maple syrup, but it did. Hmm. It totally smelled like maple syrup. Was, were you so surprised you almost dropped it in your pancakes you were having for <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> I think I smeared it in the pancakes. <laughs> so actually... It's, it really... That's the purpose for the emergency syrup situation. You can set it on a hot pancake. You can s- squeeze it. So actually, up. funny you said hot because these bills can melt. <laughs> at certain, really? certain temperatures, they can melt. I was, I'm guessing that's the nature of the plastic heat. Well, most things melt at certain temperatures. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like... Maybe not our bills, right? Our paper bills, mm-hmm. unless you burn them. But these will melt in certain heats. Also, I just wonder if like maybe it's because money gets passed around so much, right? That maybe the Canadian bank didn't put ma- a maple syrup smell, a scratch and sniff or whatever. Maybe it's just Canadians are like sticky finger children that already have maple syrup on their hands. And so it kind of gets passed around in bills. And it's delightful. Hey, America, what do you got on your money? Ah, cocaine. It's totally cocaine. <laughs> Canada, what do you have? Uh, maple syrup. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of them. I'm sorry. Hey, that's not a mission of guilt. <laughs> Anyways. Syrup money. Syrup money. Okay. So Canadian. Syrup yeah, I, I, that is so much more creative than my answer, Kent, because I honestly just went, what's Canadian? Hockey. Yeah. So I chose right. ice hockey. That's but the I, first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I was actually surprised by this, that they're in the National Hockey League, there are 32 teams. 25 are in, in the United States. Okay. Only seven are in Canada, which hmm. just seems weird to me. Like I was like, it's totally a Canadian thing because the National Hockey League was organized in Montreal back in 1917. And we stole it from them? And the Stanley Cup was first awarded in 1983 to recognize a, the Canadian amateur champion and then became the, the NHL trophy. Okay. But the Montreal Canadiens are the team with the most Stanley Cup titles, uh, 24 times more than any other franchise. But a Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup since the Montreal Canadiens won it in 1993. No way. What the heck? I, I, I was surprised by this. I mean, because Canada, or Canada, uh, hockey was kind of invented in Canada. It comes from like field it's hockey. It's what we all think of. Yeah, field hockey and all that was been played in, in England and in Scotland and all those yeah. places. But then when they got over here, uh, there's ice. And so I love, by the way, I love Wikipedia's definition sometimes, if I may. I'm just going to give you the, the definition of ice hockey. Ice hockey is a contact team sport played on ice, usually in an outdoor or indoor rink, in which two teams of skaters use their sticks to shoot a vulcanized rubber puck into their opponent's net to score goals. <laughs> That's <laughs> escalated quickly. That is, it is. <laughs> but uh, yes, the contemporary sport of ice hockey was developed in Canada in Montreal, where the first indoor hockey game was played on March 3rd, 1875. Okay. So it's very Canadian, but 
the NHL is very American. I'm hoping North, next year um, the Canadian team takes it. Well, you know the winner of the last two Stanley Cups? The very icy town of Tampa, Florida. <laughs> oh, that's an insult. Tampa Bay Lightning have won the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So there you go. That it seems it seems Canadian, but I was surprised by how not Canadian it was. Yeah. Buzzers ready? Yes. What is the national animal of Canada? Sir. Kent? The beaver. Correct. I said syrup, uh, not sorry. 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 The I think that he snuck some syrup into that bug. <laughs> <laughs> syrup. Yes. Syrup money, syrup on the brain. <laughs> syrup. Um, syrup. But only in nineteen seventy five did it become official. Yeah. The beaver. The beaver. Not the moose? No. No. Good thing I didn't go first then. There we go. And our final category. Ooh. And very appropriate. Who is your nicest Canadian? Nicest Canadian. For me, I went with Rick Moranis. Yeah. Great I, I could have picked, I probably could have picked Keanu Reeves, Nathan Fillion, or Michael J. Fox. Cause, and, and I was going with actors here because mm-hmm. I don't have a, I mean, I don't really know any politicians in Canada. I don't really know regular folk. And so I have to go with the celebrities. It's going to be a regular person. Yeah. Right? So Rick Moranis, born in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, he actually went to elementary school with Getty Lee. Nice. Frontman for the band Rockman Rush. And then he kind of did uh, writing and and stand up comedy stuff and then ended up getting on Second City Television in the 1980s, uh, which, if you haven't seen Second City Television, go look up clips. Mm -hmm. That's like Ed Grimley with Martin Short. It's hilarious. It's from that. Uh, So many different sketches. But then he became uh, popular in movies such as Strange Brew, as we mentioned, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2, Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, Parenthood, My Blue Heaven. He was even uh, Barney Rubble in the Flintstones. <laughs> I love my blue heaven. And in every single role, he's like kind of the, the picked on, nerdy, yeah. likable type. And I think it's not far from the tree. I think he kind of, that's who he is. Well, he retired from acting because he wants to take care of his kids. Yeah, his wife sadly, awesome. his wife sadly passed away uh, in the late 90s. And he, he took a hiatus from the mm-hmm. film industry because he said, I'm a single parent and I just found that it was too difficult to manage to, to raise my kids and do the traveling involved with making movies. So I took a little bit of a break. And then a little bit of a break turned into a longer break. And then I found that I really didn't miss it because he wanted to be a single parent. He's so nice. Uh, he ended up doing a, an album called the Agoraph- Agoraphobic Cowboy, which I thought when it was, he performed it, I think on, oh, it was either Letterman or or, or uh, Conan, but he performed it and I thought it was going to be a goofy song. And no, it was pretty straightforward country song, country kind of twenty wow. song. And it was good. Okay. He was uh, approached to appear in Ghostbusters, uh, to the, the, excuse me, the 2016 reboot ish of Ghostbusters sequel reboot and he said uh, it didn't appeal to me I wish them well but it just makes no sense to me and I I so thought didn't you bad I, mouth that he's just like yeah no yeah good. and I thought I loved Rick Moranis I thought he was a nice guy and then I realized the world did when in October of 2020 at approximately three yes approximately 7 30 a.m. yeah Rick Moranis was the victim of an assault in New York City he's just walking along and this dude just walked up Punched him. and they have security footage of this dude just walking up and pun- he's looking on his phone doing something Guy punches him in the face. No reason. And everyone was demanding the assailant's head. Oh, yeah. They were like, how dare you? He might as well have punched Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Like the, the, it was an outrage. It was. And people were so mad. I'm like, okay, it's not just me. Everyone thinks he's the nicest Canadian. We all miss him. Yeah. Which, by the way, he hasn't been acting, like I said, for a long, long time. But he has signed to appear in a new sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids called Shrunk. So I don't know if it's going to be good, but On good Disney for him. Plus. For I believe he was in a commercial with Ryan Reynolds. He was recently. Yeah. And actually, it was shortly after that he got punched. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But anyway, Rick Moranis seems like the nicest guy. I don't know him personally. He could be a jerk, but I doubt it. Yeah. Damn. What do you have, Kent? So I have the pick that, I mean, it's, it's the right pick. 
because there's proof that he's so nice. It's Keanu Reeves. Joel, you mentioned him. We've talked about him a few times before. Yes. And, and I, I'd like to thank you for letting me have this because Keanu Reeves, and, and there's a lot of tall tales. It's almost like a Bill Murray sort of story where everyone's like, yeah. I met Keanu Reeves and he gave me a million dollars. Like, yeah. not exactly true. But to give some backstory on Keanu, in fact, maybe I'll save it because I feel like we could do a Keanu show at some point. <laughs> you can give little bits. Okay. But born in 1964 in Beirut, Lebanon. That's nowhere crazy. near Canada. It's kind of weird, right? But he was raised in Toronto. He was seven when they moved there, and he holds Canadian citizenship by naturalization. Mm-hmm. And so he actually was a correspondent for a youth program called Going Great on CBC. So I thought that was kind of cute. If you see some clips, like he has the energy of Ted, but some proof as to why he's the nicest guy. So he's in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Francis Ford Coppola says, hey, you need to swear at Winona Ryder. We need her to cry in this scene, and every actor needs to swear at her before the camera starts. Wow. And Keanu, of course, and then Anthony Hopkins followed his lead. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? She's my friend. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Winona Ryder kind of hated Francis Ford Coppola because of that experience. Yeah. Uh, He and she are, uh, Keanu Reeves and Winona are very close to this day. Um, also, he took a $55 million pay cut on the back-end profits of the Matrix sequels. Yes. So no one in the special effects department would get fired because he knew it was going over budget. He knew they'd eventually get fired. And so he's like, hey, whatever money I could make, let's put that on my contract that it goes to the production of the movie so well, they remember, keep their jobs. And I remember a quote from him, too. He's like, money's the last thing I think about. Yeah, he actually says, literally that, money is the last thing I think about. I could live on what I have already made for the next few centuries. Yeah. Which means he's smart with his money, too. Mm-hmm. He's, he seems like a real nice So and, and also on one of the Matrix movies, he's, he gifted the stuntman Harley Davidson's. And there's a set builder uh, on set doing the production design. And this guy was like, I'm just going through a really hard time. Like, yeah, I have this movie or whatever. Keanu gave him $30,000 to get him back on his feet. Wow. Incredible. You can see any sort of viral video where he gives up his seat on the subway because it's Keanu Reeves. Also in 1991, there was some family near tragedy. His sister was diagnosed with leukemia. And he secretly founded an organization to support cancer patients and research. News media has always been like, why don't you put your name? Why isn't the Keanu Reeves Foundation? He's like, I'm a celebrity. Why would I want to put my name on that? Like, I just want them to get the help they need. This guy's great. Like, even on Stephen Colbert. And people see him as like almost like a sage now, Keanu Reeves. Stephen Colbert says, Keanu Reeves, what happens when we die? And it's one of these moments where you're like, what? What is Keanu Reeves going to say? And he said, I know that the ones who love us will miss us. And everyone's like, brilliant. The, yeah. The Tao of Keanu Reeves right Did now. Did you see that where it's like, well, he, someone asked him, like, what keeps you grounded? He goes, well, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant. He is the next Dalai Lama. <laughs> and he's John Wick at the same time. Yeah. There are all these stories. And yeah, a lot of them may be hearsay, but Keanu Reeves could not be nicer. It seems like it. Yeah. I'd like to hang out with either of these guys. Yes, truly. Man. Can we arrange that bacon cell meeting with Rick Moranis and Keanu Reeves? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. We'll hang out Best in Canada, eat some poutine. Oh, yeah. This is it, guys. Eat arrow bars. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's really happening. We just wished it into existence. A couple humble guys. We just want to humbly hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. In Banff. In Banff. In Banff. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. There you go. Well, great choices. Let's get to our last quiz question. Okay. And I got to let you know, to this point, you guys are tied. No. Yeah. Yes. You both have, you literally <laughs> both have five points. Uh, so this is for all the marbles. Which famous comic was co-created by a Canadian? Batman, The Flash, or Superman? Take off. Joel. Batman. Kent? Sorry. Yes. The Flash. 
Seriously, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jerry Siegel and Joe Ren- Schuster are from New York. Joe Schuster. No way. He's a Canadian American. He is he's originally a Canadian. Are we tied then? We are tied. You guys did it again. Aww. This is the second quiz in a row. I know. We made a very Canadian agreement on the last quiz as well. It feels uh. like we can't do anything different on this one. Yeah. Fine. Joel, I'll find you want to share poutine? Question. Let's share some poutine and some, and some maple bars. I love it. Yeah. Fine. I <laughs> Thanks, will buddy. buy you poutine for time. Oh, Zach's going to buy it for us. Second, second time we've done a quiz on bacon sale. <laughs> It's your fault for making questions about geography. So there you go. There are our Canadian categories. We hope you enjoyed this. Let us know if you think we should do this with another country. And if so, what country should we do it with? We have to be somewhat familiar with it. We also have about 40 listens a month from Australia. Yeah. 37 from the Isle of Man, strangely (laughs) enough. Australia. Yeah. So uh, let us know on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, on our Twitter page. We love hearing from you and uh, we hope to hear from you because we enjoy interacting with you there. But before we go, we'd like to say thank you, a proper Canadian thank you, to our patrons, including Adrian Gray, Lady Terry Finley, Sean Sanquist, Just Plain Old Kyler, Alicia Bass, Braden Winterton, Chris Drought, Jennifer Kilkowski, Adam and Rachel Crump, Plot Twist Media, Babs, Glowclin Daniel, and Allison Gall. And also we'd like to give a thanks to the Baking Council, which includes Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Kale, Ryan and Marley Farron, Mats, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple, the Madsons, The Shadow, and Reverse Listener. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. We appreciate your support. You help keep the lights on here in the Bacon Cave and the maple syrup running out of the tree we have in here. <laughs> Aww. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. You can like that Facebook page and also follow at Bacon Sale on Instagram and Twitter. While you're doing that, you can go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale and get yourself some merch, some fun t-shirts in there that people love repping, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And then if you'd like to support the show further, you like what's going on here, you can go over to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get some fun bonuses there like uh, exclusive reviews. Uh, you can get extra content, kind of the fun version of the show. We do pre-show. Uh, every <laughs> the fun version of the show. What did we, what did we just? This do? is just this is the structured <laughs> version of the show. That's like um, we we're gonna talk about I don't know what's going on in the movies, and then suddenly we end up talking about cookies and cream. I don't know. It's weird. Yep. It's a very strange show. Uh, Patreon.com/slash bacon sale. So until next time. Oh Canada! It's like a nice and cold America. People that are so nice, <laughs> always smiling. Yeah. But I don't care because I love the bare naked ladies. Because we went as time zones once in college for Halloween. We love slime in the 90s. He's it was a vocal shrug. See, we're uh, bad in our own country too. <laughs> Kent goes for nature and I go for food. What? I want to see California Love Part 2. Is this a joke answer? Maybe. Chocolate terrorism. I can get mm. curds up in Logan anytime I want. Canadian bags, man. Go yeah. away, pineapple. I feel like you're creating a beef with Drake right now. Bring it on, Drake. Dang it, the man looks good. I chose Ryan Reynolds in a Mountie costume. Okay. That sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like... Save it for our ab show. I think Reynolds has more length. Maybe it's just Canadians are like sticky finger children. Hey, America, what do you got on your money? Eh, cocaine.
Sound check again, real quick. Crick. Yeah. Crick. Real quick, guys. It's real quick. Damn the crick. Real quick. <laughs> it's crick. Lighten. 